Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And we are Generally American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello. And we're live. We are. Welcome back. That took me off guard. It didn't do the countdown this time. No, it did. <laughs> it, it did on my part. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad it did for you. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's officially fall or winter. I'm not sure. At it's any it's rate, fall. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. fall. It's definitely fall. At any rate, it's getting pretty dark um, at around like 5 p.m. now. So... Which is kind of depressing, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, Weather-wise, it's been actually really, really rainy, unfortunately. Although I do enjoy the golden leaves, but it's very rainy, it's very windy. Nothing interesting has really happened weather-wise. Although we did have a small storm, and storms always very interesting for German media. Uh, from my American perspective, it's not really a storm, <laughs> but uh, a lot of Germans see it that way. I always joke with my wife and my friends that as soon as like um, a trash can gets blown over by the wind, that Germans consider it to be a storm. Uh, but I digress. How about you? Well, it's uh, <laughs> the it's been not horrible with the lack of daylight. I, I get off work at 3 p.m. now, so when I go out after that, like, I don't know, the sun is at just, like, the right level where it just blasts me in the face, and it's too low for, like, my sun visor in my car to stop it. So, I always hate that of this time of year. But, no, it's, after the little cold snap we have, it's it's just been, like, 40 to 50s and windy. It gets so windy here this time of year, and it's gonna stay windy for a few months, and it's awful. Uh, it's, it's worse than the snow. Like I'm, I can live with the snow and the ice. It brings its own challenges. Mm. Hate the wind. I hate it so much. I don't know if I'm really bothered by the wind. Although if you have wind and snow, it makes it feel a lot colder than it yeah. really is. I'm well, it just, kinda... it just robs you of your heat. Well, that's why you need a windbreaker. Like <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> we had our final week of kickball, uh, this Wednesday and, you know, it was like 45 degrees outside, 45, 50. So it's cold, but not freezing, especially if you're, like, playing sports. It's fine. But it was so windy. And, you know, I'm just wearing, like, my kickball t-shirt and my athletic pants. And I every time I'd go to the sideline or I'm not kicking, I'd throw on my jacket. And I, my arms were, like, getting numb. Like, it was... It would have been better if it was, like, 30 degrees colder and no wind. Yeah, that's true. I definitely get the feeling. Although it doesn't get that cold here, truth be told. Um, but yeah, so that's the bi-weekly weather report. Uh, before I actually get on to the actual topic for today, today's, I guess, kind of a special day in a couple of different countries. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been getting a lot of posts on Facebook, but isn't today... 
Veterans Day. Oh, I almost forgot. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it snuck up on me this year. So uh, yesterday I was trying, we were trying to do some stuff at my new job. Uh, and part of it involved the government and we couldn't get a hold of any everyone. And then we're like, oh, they're, they're observing Veterans Day today. Yeah. So today's Veterans Day in the U.S. to, yeah, to honor people who have served in the U.S. military. Which always confuses me because there's Veterans Day and then there's Memorial Day, and I'm, from I feel like it's the same thing, but it's actually not. Um, but Memorial Day is in is May, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it should be, and I think <laughs> Memorial specifically like those who have passed on. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's so it's Veteran Day. So I've been seeing a lot of posts on Facebook. You know, people. Thanking everyone for their service, because I have a couple family members who serve in the U.S. military, so I've been seeing a lot of that. There's that, and um, today is Singles Day in a couple countries, so especially in China. I don't know if you know that. Have you heard of no. that? No. No. Yes. Yeah, so if you take a look at the date, it, uh, if you take a look at the date, you have a bunch of ones. So it's the 11th of November, which is today, when we were recording. And so you have a bunch of ones... A lot of people feel like those look like a lot of like stick figures. So a lot of single people. So in some countries, especially in Asia, it's considered Singles Day. So you get like a lot of deals for people who are single, um, which I always thought was very interesting. And the last thing I wanted to mention was it's also a holiday today in Germany. So it's Saint Martin's Day, and it's the beginning of like the carnival season for like a lot of cities in Germany. So you can go to like the, well, I went to the bakery this morning and you can get like, you know, themed pastries. Uh, so it's more or less, a, I wouldn't say it's a super important holiday in Germany, but it's a, it's important holiday for people who enjoy like festivities or like carnival stuff. I'm not necessarily one of those people, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that it's, um, that the 11th of November is, a holiday or like an important day in so many different places just like a small side note i wanted to mention <laughs> that's cool to know though I, did, I had no idea yeah so you, i guess you could uh we should have that in the u.s um we just have black friday <laughs> but that'll be here in a couple of weeks yeah oh well, hey i'll be <laughs> shopping for a new tv for my new place so I'll get some use out of it this year. Yeah. So what is our actual topic? Our actual topic is kind of continuing on the theming of last week of talking about what's current in my life. Uh, we're going to be talking about working from home, specifically the uh, the boom that happened due to COVID over the last three years. Yeah, I think that's when it really started. Um, te- I guess technically speaking, the pandemic isn't over although for me and for everyone else i think we've all collectively moved on um but i feel like that was really the turning point for like working from home because before that obviously i knew what that was but it was nothing i could really imagine because up until that point i've always just gone somewhere to work and now all my work is remote uh which has its ups and downsides but we'll get into that you know later in the episode uh it definitely does and i've so i just finished my second week at my new job 
and uh, they're based like 2,000 plus miles away from me. They wanted me to move down there, and uh, I, I respectfully declined. Uh, but I'm all set up remote. I have all my work software here. I dial in with a VPN into their systems every day. Um, I have a phone that I can use with the same microphone I'm using right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's not bad. I, I will admit it's been, uh, slower than I'd like. I, I'm, I'm a person that likes to keep busy, but... Mm. That, that'll come. It is nice. Uh, the thing you always see people talking about, and I'm finding true, is it's nice just being able to do little things around the house in your downtime, like putting a load of laundry in or, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I I don't want to say I'm guilty of that, but I try not to sit in front of the computer for too long. I'm definitely a homebody which is one of my favorite words. So I'm someone who loves to stay at home. And it's everyone knows it's not the healthiest thing in the world to just sit in front of a computer screen the whole day. And so when you work from home, that's pretty much what you're doing, more or less. And so once or twice an hour, I'll get up and walk around the house and eat something or, you know, do a load of laundry, you know, to get the blood flowing. Yeah, that's definitely the smart way to do it. Um... <laughs> I am uh, definitely learning that, you know, I, I, I'm on my computer a lot, and I it, working from home makes me want to be on my computer much less. <laughs> I'm finding out. Yeah, that's that's definitely true, which makes me really sad, <laughs> because I really enjoy doing a lot of stuff on my computer. I like you know writing. I like playing games. I like coding. And now I have to do my work on my computer. <laughs> so I spend way too much time glued to a screen. I'm hoping it'll help because I, I think I've mentioned this. I'm moving uh, near the end of December, somewhere in there. Uh, right now, uh, my computer is in my bedroom. So it's like I wake up five minutes before work. I walk ten feet. I sit down at my computer, you know, and I work for the day. And then I, you know... It's just weird spending 85% of your time in the same room. Yeah, I had that problem too, because I had my my whole setup and my bed in the same room, but now I've kind of rearranged um, my apartment for personal reasons. And so it definitely helps that my bed isn't in the same room. So now it's in the other room, and I'll go to my office. Granted, it's only... 10 feet <laughs> it's only 10 feet removed from my computer but still i feel like it helps and when i want to like shut down you know for the day and just relax i can i have to physically go to a different room and i definitely feel like that helps a lot as opposed to having everything just in one place exactly and that's that's kind of what i'm hoping to do uh, at my new place there's only one place in the ha i have a massive like l-shaped uh 90 degree angle desk there's only one place in my new place it'll fit, and uh, it's going to be, like, right by a window, and should be all these things that make me not, you know, miserable. So, so looking forward to that. Um, maybe you can help me out on this, because, like, remote work in general is, for me, relatively new, and the term itself. So remote work has been around for a while, more or less, but it's nothing that's been super popular 
So in English, we say something like remote work or like working from home, whereas, whereas in Germany we have, and I, I think in like other countries in Europe too, in non-English speaking countries, granted it's just England or like the UK, but we say like home office, which to me is always really weird because when people try to speak English or like they'll practice English with me, instead of referring to it as like working from home or like remote work, they'll say something like I'm doing home office. Have you ever heard anyone use that term in English? I mean, when I think home office, I think of someone like in a more traditional work from home, like a pre-pandemic work from home job that actually they have set up a office at, in their home, like in a separate room, but oh. not as like a, not like that. No, no, that's not really the meaning. So the meaning is really so like home office is just like, I'm just going to work from home. And it, and it, so it kind of tripped me up for a while because I was like, um, I don't know if I've ever used that term in that sense in English. Um, but yeah, it's something that you hear a lot, especially in Germany. It's very weird because you have a lot of terms that you use in German that you wouldn't use in English. Uh, I don't want to call it like pseudo English, but it's basically using English words. And just giving them their own meaning within the context of, like, your own language. So, that's, like, one of them. Yeah, and I think that's a pretty common language phenomenon. Mm. No, it definitely is. But I always have to think, like, hmm, do, like, we really say that? And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I, I always love hearing it because it's, like, taking the words you use every day and doing something new with them it's i don't know i think it's kind of fun yeah it's definitely very interesting but yeah that was just like a side note but yeah. so i've been working from home now for the better part of like four or five years and even my university was from home so like during the height of the pandemic if you will all of our classes were online and that was extremely convenient because the university is almost 50 minutes away and now they don't care anymore. <laughs> so now we, I have to like, uh, if you want to go to the university, you have to physically go there. I don't think they offer anything online anymore. In all of Germany, there's only one online university, only one remote university you can actually go to. Everything else is just physical. Oh, wow. That's actually <laughs> shocking because that's, I mean, online, Colleges have always been a huge thing here, or even just most colleges are hybrid. I mean, it's you, they have like a lot of uh, schools and they have like a lot of colleges in Germany, but a lot of them are for profit. So, like, you can go to one online, uh, but it's for profit. But I'm talking about like the state schools that are just super cheap and don't really cost anything. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah. So, have you noticed like any like positives or like negatives? spending like your work time at home well uh the biggest positive like i said it's nice to be able to do some chores here and there which i definitely do um you know you can eat at home plan out your mm. meals you can have more control over that obviously i'm not spending money on gas because i would my old job i live about 10 minutes away from so i would drive there for the morning drive back for lunch, drive there after lunch, and drive back. So that's that's like 40 minutes of driving a day, 
worth of fuel I'm not spending anymore. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is I've saved a lot of fuel too. Um, technically, I could just take a train. I could take the train, uh, but then I'd be on the road, quote unquote, for like two hours. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's the biggest point. And so before, were you, you were like physically working at the location, weren't you? Yeah, and and what's funny is right before uh, my last company went under, like the day before I uh, chatted with the new HR lady to get on the work from home hybrid rotation because they had like a three day in office, two day hybrid mm. thing. And I'd done hybrid a couple times. In my old role, it was perfect. I was busy all the time, but I didn't really need to be on the phones that much. I did most things through email. I loved it. It was great working because I was sick a day. So I was just like, I'm just going to work from home today. And uh, I was like, oh, I just want to do this regularly. And then the day after, we, we, we got told the company was going under. That sucks. <laughs> so it was kind of funny because the lady's like, well, I uh, guess I won't need to tell you about the work from home thing. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was a lot of my work just can be done remotely. Like I can go to the office. I can do it like physically, but anything I can do physically, I can just do remotely. So there's n no real benefit going to the office although i do go to the office every now and then to see everyone say hello this and that like hey it's me i'm still here <laughs> and that's what i miss like you know i you know you have little work friend groups and you know you can mm. socialize and you know it's a whole human experience like I, and i know that's what a lot of people who hate work from home always say i, I don't think they're usually arguing in bad faith but it's a real thing i mean we're social creatures. We we need other people. And, you know, I have... At my at my new company, I have, I'm working with a team of three people that I've worked with before. So there is that familiarity, and we do, you know, goof off in our work chat a little bit. Mm. So that, that helps, but... I, think I, I, I do miss people. Yeah, I think it's one of the most underrated things um, in terms of like working from home which is that you don't really have a social connection i mean that was one of the reasons why i wanted to actually do this podcast like so because i started three years ago on my own and then you came after um is like the social connection granted i mean just speaking alone in front of a microphone is very one-dimensional <laughs> so there isn't really much of a social component but it was you know, like you really want to, I really want to engage with people. And now that we're doing this together, it's even better. Uh, and it was the same thing where it still is the same thing. Like when I work from home, which is you're kind of on your own. I mean, I can call them, we can like voice chat, we can video chat, but it's really not the same thing. And because everyone's so scattered because everyone lives like in a different city, it's not really viable for them to just like come to the office every day. So some people live like two hours away. So you, you, you can't realistically, well, I mean, I guess you could, but you can't go to like drive two hours a day, you go to work and then drive two hours to go home. No one's doing that. And, uh, yeah, so that's well, the, that's and that outside. was always, I can't remember what it was, but you'd always see like these weird news clips and stuff, especially pre pandemic, like worst commutes in America. <laughs> oh, this 
a single mother of eight uh, <laughs> takes six buses and uh, two trains every day to get to work. She has to wake up at 3 a.m. to get that done. Like, stupid stuff like that. Is that a real one? Because I feel like I saw that. Or I saw there, there so. was, there was, uh, there was a woman who like had like a crazy commute like that, and you know there are people who like yeah I sit on the interstate like two hours a day to work and two hours a day back from work, and like that's that, that's a twelve hour workday with your commute that's insane, it's a nightmare and that's actually that's a really good that's a really good term I think a lot of people listening should definitely remember is like is commuting, um. Because in a lot of other countries, so a lot of our listeners are from, um, are outside of the U.S., so they're from different countries where they have better, or I would presume, better public transportation. So commuting isn't as a big of a deal, I would say, if you're not from the U.S. But if you don't have, I feel like if you don't have a car, then you don't have a prayer. And you're going to have a really hard time getting a decent job in the U.S. if you don't know how to drive or if you don't have a car. And in Germany, it's not that big of a deal. Although, in my personal opinion, anything longer than half an hour is a pretty long trip. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of like my the way I measure things. If it's beyond half an hour, I think like, oh, that's, that's pretty far. <laughs> yeah, like 20, 30 minutes. I mean, I make... I make a 20-minute drive uh, to the other side of town, like, once a week for some stuff I have to do over there. And, mm. you know, it's not horrible, but it's it's a bit of a drive, and I try to I try to put on some... Make sure I have something to listen to while I'm doing that. Uh, what's interesting... That's about to get worse, because once the ice hits... There's like a uh, there's like a steep curving road that gets to the top of the rock formation called the Rims here in town, hmm. and that leads you up to the airport road, which is like fast tracks you to the other side of town. Uh, they close that a good portion of the year, and even if they don't, when there's ice, it's like a death sentence. So, I'll take the longer way and not risk my life <laughs> when it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I've had that happen to me too, where they don't salt the roads and then. I, I've had, like, a couple accidents. Uh, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. No, and then people here... I, I still can't believe it. I mean, tangent, but whenever... Whenever it freezes for the first time, you always get someone in, like, a massive, way-too-big four-wheel-drive vehicle, and they decide to tailgate you the whole way. Hmm. And then they're usually the ones I find flipped over in the ditch first, but... <laughs> Yeah, we don't really have those kind of cars here. A lot of the cars are rather on the small side. Um, I mean, the cars in Europe are, are just tiny compared to the cars in the U.S. Although there are a couple of American trucks in my city. And I say that specifically because they stick out like a sore thumb. Because when you compare them to like my car, um, it's built like three times as big. And so it's pretty obvious Um a lot of them are pickup trucks that they imported from the U.S. And they take up most of the road, <laughs> and they're really loud, and they're really obnoxious. And they just don't really fit into, like, the the fabric of the city, if you will. But that's that's my tangent. Yeah, unless, unless you're moving and hauling something, you don't need that. Nobody needs that unless you're doing that. Yeah, I think Americans are really obsessed with big cars. 
Uh, I think that's like one of the biggest understatements of the year. I'll never, <laughs> yep. I'll never forget. I think it was like 2008, 2007. Uh, I believe like the the Obama administration had implemented like this buyback system where you could like uh, trade in your old car for a car that was more um, uh, like that was greener, basically that was better for the environment, and you get like a, a credit of I don't know how much. And a lot of people were doing that, and they traded in their cars and just got like Hummers and stuff, <laughs> which are like some of the most inefficient cars you can possibly buy. I mean, Good you don't job, buy America. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't buy them because they're efficient. Uh, I guess you buy them because they're, I guess, big and maybe pretty. I have no idea. I'm not I'm not a car person, if, if you can't tell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so back from back to the work from home before we uh, tangent mm. forever. Uh, do you have to deal with any temptations working from home? Like, man... I could disappear from an hour and they probably wouldn't know. I'm going to go take a nap, like something like that. Uh, I mean, my work is pretty lax. So I'm, you know, people take breaks for like two or three hours. I guess we're more or less project oriented as long as the project gets done on time and in a timely manner. I'm not necessarily certain that they're sitting, that the, the bosses are sitting around checking everyone's clocks. Um, although you never know. I mean, I don't know what they do all day. Um, but no, that's something I definitely try not to like abuse. So if I take a break, then it is for like an hour and not just leave my stuff, you know, on for like three or four hours. I wouldn't do that. But I do know, at least at my work, I have heard from like previous employees that, you know, that they possibly abuse that. Um, and that's, I guess that's why they're no longer there, but I guess it's kind of gossip. I don't, I'm not one to gossip, but. What about you? Well, like I said, it's only been two weeks, and uh, there's not been a ton going on. So there have definitely been days where I, I sit in this chair, and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here and ready to go. What are we doing? And I just sit and scroll on my phone for like four hours. I'm like, no, nothing, nothing's happening. And yeah, there'd be a small thing here or there, and... Uh, because I, I try and make sure I'm always, like, available. You know, even if I'm... I could hear the phone ring from the other room. I can... You know, even if I'm sitting on my bed on the other side of this room, mm-hmm. I can hear the Microsoft ting, uh, Teams ping notification. Um, I try to always make sure that, like... If I'm, if I'm on the clock, that I'm available. And you know, working on things to a certain extent. I don't think that's any different from actually being physically at a location. Uh, I think the only difference is that, is that your superiors can't necessarily see what you're doing because you're at home. But I mean, there are plenty of people who've perfected the art of looking busy while actually doing nothing. <laughs> and I've definitely known a lot of people like that. Um, I think as, you know, there, there are obviously times where it's a bit slow. And if there's nothing to do, then there's nothing to do. And I guess people try to look busy by cleaning things or sorting things. But if there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. And I think you have to kind of balance that with maybe there'll be times where you're just slammed with work. And in the end, I believe it'll even out as long as you're as long as you're taking care of your work and you're actually doing it on time. 
I don't think there's any harm in taking it easy when it's slow. Unless you can manufacture work, which, honestly, I don't like doing. Well, I mean, it depends on the role you're in. I think we all know the, the, the two of us know the classic time to lean, time to clean. And there are jobs like that. Like, if you ever worked in a kitchen, mm. there is always something you could clean. I have. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's always something disgusting somewhere. You can pull out this thing and, like, oh, nobody's been back here in, like, two months. And it's just coated in grease and soot and ash from all the machines. Let's clean that out. Like, there's always something. Uh, uh, that was, like, one of the first things that my mom told me um, when I got my very first job. <laughs> and, like, I went... Where, I When I got my very first job, and there was really nothing to do, um, I, you know, I got, tr- I got in trouble, like, from the manager. Like, why are you just standing around? Why aren't you doing anything? I was like, well, there's nothing to do. And my mom's like, well, if there's nothing to do, then you you have to find something, then clean a table or, I don't know, like clean the restrooms or something or go to the parking lot and find something there. As long as you appear to be busy, as long as you have the appearance of being busy, then I think it's more important than actually being busy. Yeah, in a lot of roles, that's unfortunate. Towards the end of my time at my last company, um, I didn't really care that much about keeping up appearances. Because if it was, if there was work to do, I was going to do it and I was going to do it well. And sometimes there would be three, four hours of work that need to be done in one hour. And I, and if that happens, I'll do it and I'll, it'll be stressful and I'll get through it and I'll, you know, I'll be satisfied by the end of it, but I'm not gonna, like you said, I'm not going to manufacture work necessarily. Now, it's different depending on your role. So there are Mm. some, like if your job is to make cold calls outbound all day and you're not doing that, then that's different. Well, I mean, yes, obviously. But I I, I think for a lot of people, there is this temptation to just sit around and do nothing the whole time. What I really hate, um, and thankfully, thankfully, I've never actually been in the situation, but I have heard it from a lot of people where they really do use like this monitoring software where they'll constantly monitor your activity. They'll take screenshots of your computer. They'll record your phone calls. Um, I mean, some bosses are pretty extreme to where they'll like physically record you while you're at your desk. They'll have like a camera on the computer monitor. Um, and if you have like a microphone, they'll record your voice. And... We don't have any of that, so a lot of our work is really based on trust, more or less. And I think at the end of the day, that's all you really have, is if people are going to work, then they're going to work. And if they're not going to work, they're not going to work. And by monitoring them the whole time, I think that just... It's kind of like the ad blockers. That just makes them want to find a way to get around it. You know, they have these... um, What do they call them? Like these mouse jigglers, I think, that you can buy on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> where like the people would monitor your your mouse movement to see like if they're actually doing something, and so some people were I want to say like less smart and they installed software on the computers, which is a big no no. You should never do that because the the IT department can detect that. You know if you've installed software into a computer, but what they can't detect are these like physical, you know, mouse jigglers, these mouse movers that you can put at your desk and it'll just move your mouse back and forth and um 
you know, control like that just makes you want to try and defeat the system. In my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So at my old job, they got rid of this after about a, a year I was there. They had, uh, I think it was called... Ah, I can't remember the name of it. But it was basically... And they had this on uh, all the in-office computers, too. Or it t- it basically takes a, a screenshot of your computer every 30 mm. minutes. Just to, uh. like, make sure it's changing. And they made me install that... Like, I had a sick day early on. They made me install that at home to work from home and all this other stuff. Uh, I did not like their work-from-home setup. Just because it was so invasive. Mm. And... Uh, My new role, I mean, I I dial into their system with a VPN, but other than that, uh, I don't have any monitoring things. I've actually talked to uh, people before about those mouse, uh, those mouse jigglers, and things like that. But yeah, I, I I just hate the. I'm a very like leave me alone and I'll do my job kind of person, you know. Like, I'm not going to sit in a corner all silent. Like, if I need help or something, I'll I'll, I'll go get it. But uh, I, I don't like being bothered or told how to do things I know how to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... I definitely feel like feel that way, too. And plus, when you're in an office the whole time, you're more or less kind of forced to socialize, which is, is nice. I mean, I do enjoy socializing, but it, it takes away from the real reason why you're at work, which is to work and you know there's there's a time to chat there's a time to work and when you're at home at like when you're working from home you're really on your own and i feel like you're more productive at least i know i am um because if i'm around people i want to talk the whole time as opposed to working (laughs) yeah well it kind of depends so like in my last job you know it was it was a sales job before I moved roles, being in office was a big advantage because you can overhear things in an office that give you an edge. Like, oh, I overheard this person's, you know, building this load. I know about it now. I'm going to have a head start when they build it and maybe I'll make myself some commission money. Uh, oh, hey, I don't know how to do this. Just walk up to someone like, hey, uh, I haven't been able to figure this out. Can you show me how you do this? And you just mm. you know, watch over their shoulder real quick. Uh, that's an advantage. So my, my current job, they like to fly all the remote people down to Jacksonville one to two times a year, I'm told to, you know, just be in office and just keep everyone on the same page. Uh, when I do that, I am planning on at some point, like, Hey, show me how you do this. Like, I kind of know how to do this, but you've done this in this system for years. Like what is like the veteran way to do this? What's the fast, smart way to do this? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I definitely like actually seeing someone physically do something, even if it's on like a computer, even if it's like them showing me how to do something on a computer. I appreciate that more than like doing it through like TeamViewer or a Microsoft Remote Desktop or anything like that. I feel like the I don't know that it just it's just a lot easier for me to absorb the information. And it's nice to not have, like, this delay with the internet or, like, having a screen between you and the other person. Um, but, I mean, sometimes it's not really possible. Especially because, like I said, a lot of people that work for the company I work at, they're 
kind of like all over the place. So we can't always be at the same location at one time. But being flown down by the company is, I mean, it does sound pretty nice. It's, I can imagine that that's pretty good for like international, you know, companies like team building. So that's pretty important when you're, if you want to build the team, like team spirit or team bonding. Yeah, I think, so I think like 90% or of their workforce that aren't drivers are in Jacksonville, Florida, where they're based out of. And I, I know they have some in Georgia. I think us in Montana are by far going to be the farthest out, and mm. one of us is in Detroit. But I'm looking forward to it. I won't lie. Uh, having a company pay for me to go somewhere is on my bucket list. So, <laughs> And I'm going to take it seriously. It's not an opportunity for a vacation. I'm sure something fun will happen, but that's... I understand that, and I, I'm keeping that mentality, but it's... Uh, it is pretty cool to me. I mean, yeah, having having the company pay for your travel is something very interesting. I haven't actually ever had that. But on the other hand, I've never actually gone anywhere for a company. So, I mean, who knows? That might be something I'll do in the future. But for me, I really do enjoy working from home. It gives me a great amount of flexibility. And it's really nice to know that people aren't, like, breathing down my neck. Um which is definitely something I've had while working physically at a location. Uh, you can get it work from home, too. I definitely saw it at my last job. Like, hey, I can't get a hold of so-and-so. Aren't they working from home today? Are they even working? Why can't I get them on the phone? Why aren't they responding mm. to my emails? Why aren't, you know... De depending on the job, you still gotta be, like, on, or people are gonna be on you right away. Yeah, that's definitely true. I always make it a point to reply as quickly as possible to like my emails and like my messages and all of that um but i get kind of like conflicting information because if you look online you'll find like a lot of um you know like these like these autocomplete searches by google and i think one of them was like how do i know if my remote employees are actually working and one report will say if your employees take too long to answer or reply to like phone calls or emails, then they're not actually working from home. They're doing something else. And then another report will say if they reply too quickly, then that might be suspicious because it could be like an auto reply. <laughs> and so you, you, you can't really win with some people. Um, you know, if they want to find some way to make your life difficult, then they're going to. Yeah. I mean, if, some employers just hate work from home and do it because that's just the stand. Oh, you know, it's, it's a standard option these days, but they still hate it and they want any reason they can to take it away from you. Yeah, I think uh, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, now X, which I think is such a stupid name. Nope, I'm um, not calling it that. <laughs> I, I refuse to, too, but you see that a lot in news reports. Um, he, I think he got rid of uh, work from home, and he said that it's a slap in the face to everyone who can't work from home, like mechanics, which to me is such a stupid comparison. Um, I think if you can work from home, you should work from home. Well, I don't know if you should, but I mean, you should have the option at least. Uh, but obviously, I mean, there are things that you can't actually do from home, like a mechanic or like a, I don't know, working at a supermarket. Uh, but anything office-related, I mean, sure, I think it should have the option. Well, and in this, uh, hopefully, work from home is going to be 
a big benefit to society in more ways. So I don't know if you've heard this, but obviously there's lots of empty office space around the country now because mm. people, so many companies just went to full-time remote, remote work from home or they downsized. So there would be contracts to build these massive office buildings. You know, they take years to yeah, build. Yeah, I heard that. So the I think the government is trying to get them converted to housing, apartments and stuff, which with the way uh, the housing market is right now, I mean, I'm sure it won't be perfect, but it's something. Like, put more options in the market. I, uh, I think I heard something about that, or I read something to the effect that it would affect the, um, I don't know, the the activity of, like, the inner cities. Because if you have, like, a lot of office space and you have a lot of people working there, if you have a lot of people working there, that means they live in the area, they'll go to other businesses, you know, it's good for the economy. I don't know how true that is because I'm not an economist or anything, but uh, I can definitely see people being worried about, you know, like, the inner cities dying out. Um, but... I think people should be more interested in not building like huge office spaces, but like more affordable living, which I think is a global problem. You can't really find good uh, affordable living really anywhere. Um, but you sure can't. And the office space is cheap. So it didn't end up working out, but my, uh, a friend of mine basically had his own office space, uh, paid for by another company uh, about a year, year and a half ago, because uh, he he was basically trying to get a startup off the ground for them. Mm. And this office suite, it was on the third floor of like an office complex, uh, top floor. It uh, had probably enough space for, you know, five to eight people to work comfortably, maybe more if you stretched it. And there was like a little kitchenette built in, and all these things, and it was five hundred dollars a month. Yeah, a lot of these prices are pretty astronomically high. It's the same here, though. I think because a lot of these, like, office space, a lot of it is subsidized by the government, or, like, the local yeah. governments, whereas housing isn't, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But it, Wait, do you think that 500 was high? Because um, I think that's, like, super low. I guess. I mean, really for depends. off for for office space. I I mean, what I'm saying is the space itself. Like ignoring office space, ignoring living space, just paying for that much space for five hundred dollars a month. Like at that point, like just put a cot in there and live there. Like <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess if you look at it like that, then it's somewhat comparable to the office space here. Um, although I don't know if you're actually allowed to live in an office. I think that oh, might actually. I'm I'm sure you're not, but what I'm, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it's still space. Like convert it. Yeah, I mean, that's technically, I guess you could convert it. Uh, I have kind of flirted with the idea of doing something like that. But um, they're pretty strict about the rules here when you rent stuff. So if you kind of break your contract, then they'll, you know, throw you out. But, yeah, I think in general, office space is a lot cheaper than actual living space. Um, because the idea is that, in my opinion, the idea is that if you have office space, then you're going to generate revenue. Whereas if you're living somewhere, you don't necessarily generate revenue. So I think it's just a net win for like the whole city. Uh, but I mean, they're trying to build more stuff here. So hopefully that'll, you know, that'll lower the prices, but I'm not holding my breath 
that anything will change anytime soon. Yeah, well, hope, hopefully someone gets motivated to fix it, but uh, <laughs> that's another talk for another day. Yeah. Now, so we're slowly coming to a close. I definitely think that remote work is here to stay. I know that in the future, um, I'm, I'm not planning on changing my job anytime soon, but if I do, it'll definitely have to have, you know, a, a work-from-home component to it, um, even if only hybrid. But if I have to actually go somewhere 40, 50 hours a week, I don't know. Um, but a lot of companies are kind of scaling back this policy. Like one of the biggest culprits is Google. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were all like work from home and, you know, be flexible. And now they're threatening to fire people. They're telling people to come back and work in the office. It's good for company culture and all that fun jazz. But only time will tell if it's here to stay. But I think it is. Yeah, and uh, oh, just one little thing I wanted to add. Something I'm looking forward to. Once I once I'm like settled in at my new place, one thing I'm planning on doing is having uh, cooking all my meals. Oh. And you know there are things like like if you bake a turkey, for example, like that takes uh-huh. like six hours. I'm not saying I'm gonna bake a turkey every day, but you know <laughs> I could have something going like that. Where I could, you know, eyeball it all day and, you know, that's kind of another one of the benefits that I'm planning on making great use of. I don't, know I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. I don't know why I didn't mention that. Yeah, like, that's one of the benefits of working from home is that you can cook. Um, obviously, I'm not cooking, like, you know, five meals a day while I'm working. But I'm not really consigned to just having to, like, I don't know, eat fast food or anything. I can actually cook in my own kitchen. Um, although at my work we have a kitchen, so I could cook there too. But you know what, what? I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> we have a kitchen. We have a full blown kitchen, so we can actually cook there. But that entails me actually having to buy the ingredients, take them with me, go to work. You know, there are more steps involved. And yeah, I mean, I'm... it sounds inconvenient, but just the fact yeah. that you can, like, that's crazy. I mean, I've done it once. I mean, it's nice, but I don't feel like bringing a boatload of ingredients to cook. If they had ingredients, that would even be even better. Um, but I don't know of any company that's going to provide you with free ingredients to cook your own meal. Uh, unless it's Google. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's all from my side. I don't know if you have anything you want to add before we get out of here. I, I think we covered it. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. As always, if you like what we do, then please subscribe or leave us a comment or send us a mail or leave us feedback. All right. Take care and we'll see you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. Welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.